Sonic Microphone on. Welcome to the Pod Doctors on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast on the BBC series Doctor Who. I am Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and today we'll be discussing the Easter special of Doctor Who. Oh my goodness. I will be honest, I forgot that it was going to have an Easter special. Right. <laughs> and now I'm like, okay, when's the next one coming out? And the next one, because isn't Jody's last year going to be just specials? Yeah, that, we're in it. She has one more episode. Just one? Yeah. Oh, my God. We'll get that in the fall. Oh, well, that sucks. I thought we were going to get, like, three of them or four, like, we with have. David. <laughs> Did we? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it the way it's spread out. No, but, uh, it doesn't. <laughs> and they announced who's going to take over. Yes. Which surprised me. Like, I didn't think they were going to tell us anything yet. No, I didn't think so either, but... You think they're messing with us, or you think it's true? I think it's true. Because they had so many of them under wraps, so that's why I was really surprised. Right, and the 60th anniversary show's gonna have everybody well, back just yeah, about, I'm, I mean... I didn't say, I know i seen David and Catherine, for sure. Right, and the actress that plays Ace, and... <laughs> okay, so we got a lot of people. Yep. All right. Well, I'm excited for when that happens, but so hard to believe it's like the 60th. Yeah. So strange since, you know, I came on doing this with you and Terry on what's half century to a Time Lord. So (laughs) it's like, wow. Okay. So that being said, stay tuned for all the new Doctor Who shenanigans we'll have in the future. But for now, let's talk about some ratings for this episode. Well, not good news. This episode was the lowest rated episode since the series returned in 2005 with 2.2 million viewers same day and only 3.4 million in live plus seven. Maybe everyone's like me and they didn't realize it was coming back for Easter. That's very possible. But we'll find out. Yep. So hopefully uh, we'll see them show up at some cons in the future. That would be awesome. Yes, it would. (laughs) So, is there anything else you'd like to discuss before we jump into this episode? Well, I know Terry had sent me a picture of the interior of the new TARDIS, and his comment was, it looks like a game show, so... (laughs) Well, hey, you never know what the new Doctor's going to be like, so... That's right, so, who knows? Are are we talking, like, 70s game show, or (laughs) some orange shag? (laughs) No, it was definitely more futuristic than... Than old-timey? Than old-timey, yes. (laughs) Well, I'm excited to find out what we're going to get and see how everything plays out, but uh, maybe that was, again, something to throw us off. Maybe that's for the 60th, and we'll just see it, like, changing the doctors. You never know. 
Yep. Never know what you never know. <laughs> All right. Shall we jump into the legend of the sea devils? Let's do it. The doctor Yaz and Dan travel to 19th century China, where a small coastal village is under threat from both fearsome pirate queen, Madame Ching, and a monstrous force, which she unwittingly unleashes. Yeah, again, a little bit of an understatement. Yes. <laughs> so the sea devil. They are monsters that appear from time to time in the universe <laughs> between the third and fifth doctor's runs. They're released when legendary real-life pirate Madame Ching chops down the statue that imprisons them, accidentally causing the death of the statue's guardian, Ying Was, in the process. So that was kind of interesting, because it's like she took a piece and the whole thing broke apart. Right. The Dr. Dan and Yaz capture the chief, but only for a moment before a flying magical green gemmed, I don't know, hued, however you want to look at it. <laughs> Pirate ship with his buddies pop up to pick him up. Yeah, that was interesting, too. It's like, wait a second. So he's got like an old timey ship, but it's flying around. All right. right why not? Yeah. <laughs> Since when did they have ships? Yeah, because they're aquatic creatures. So that's kind of weird. But Madame Ching's statue chopping was to aid her search for the treasure of the floor Delamar, which was last seen in possession of Sin Ji Hoon. Ying Waz was the latest of the long line of guardians of the statue, and his son, Ying Ki, takes up the mantle, with kind-hearted Dan teaming up with him to chase down Madame Ching's ship. Yeah, I was worried about both of them, I will be honest. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> they, of course, are caught immediately. Big surprise. And Madame Ching's ire with them is short-lived because she is, well, pretty short-handed. Although I did love the fact that the kid was like, oh, you look good for 80? It's like, yeah. oh, yikes. And what did Dan say? No, he's 46, 43. Yeah. I'm like, damn, kid. Although maybe a lot of people didn't live that long in that time period. But still, right. ow, yeah. ow. I am very sorry for anybody who's telling me I'm saying these names wrong because I know I'm saying some of the names wrong. So I'm just going to apologize in advance. Gao Podal and the Black Flag Fleet are holding her crew, Madam Chang's, hostage along with her toddler age sons the treasure hunt isn't about pirate booty but it is to pay the ransom which i thought was kind of interesting it's like okay we're going to take your whole crew and you have to find this long lost treasure good right. luck yeah that was pretty rough <laughs> it's like gosh give me something that's truly attainable why not but we have the doctor and yes heading back to the tardis and let's see what is going on because they find the chief sea devil had released a sea dragon-like monster, not quite the Kraken, but it was Haoshen. But Dr. Yaz travel back to 19... Oh, not 19. That'd be going forward. <laughs> yeah. 1533 to find the treasure, hoping to bring it to Madame Chang to get her on their side. But instead, the chase leads them to the ocean floor. And there's a whole lot of other weird stuff happening. Yeah. And of course, it is one of the more remarkable moments in Who history. Because that was just beautiful, yes, the way they had it all. Yes, it was. It reminds me a lot of when Amy was on, and she was like kind of hanging outside of the TARDIS for a little bit. Yeah. But it's so cool how they do it. And yeah, it's remarkable, and I love it. <laughs> the TARDIS opens underwater, encased in an oxygen bubble, which, thank you, Yaz, for being kind of freaked out. Because I think for the moment, I'm like, wait, you're going to do what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it right on board with Yaz? 
The Doctor and Yaz gaze upon the wonders of the other final frontier humanity has yet to explore properly. Yeah, scientists, get on that. Just don't get some, you know, kaiju coming up. And as they're checking it all out, Hu Shen ends up showing up, going all Jonah and the Whale on them. I thought they were going to get crushed. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh. I was freaking out a little. Yeah, and it was interesting that the treasure wasn't there. Nothing was there. No. <laughs> it was beautiful, but nothing was there except <laughs> a dragon to swallow him up. I mean, you had that moment between Yaz and the doctor. Yeah, which... where Yaz just couldn't quite get it out. <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh, that's sweet. Okay. And then I love it. Wait, something's missing. And Yaz's eyes got kind of big. And she's like, no ship, Sherlock. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, okay. I can't believe she said that. I was giggling like a little kid. <laughs> yeah. But let's go back to Hu Shen bringing the Doctor and Yaz to the Chief Sea Devil, who reveals the flying magical green-hued pirate ship is Jihun's ship, and it's been trapped with them for, what was it, 274 years, I think? Something like that. It was like crazy month. Yeah. Jihun was responsible for initially trapping the Sea Devils, yay. By using a piece of the Flora de la Mar, the Keystone, a gemstone of unlimited power. Because what we've seen, we were thinking, oh great, he's siding with them. Right. But we were very wrong. Yeah. Apparently, the Keystone is a necklace that's been passed down through the generations to Yin Ki. For when he becomes the Guardian, he had no idea that that was very important. But womp womp. It is in a place where it shouldn't be back on the ship where the sea devils can get it right <laughs> maybe somebody should have said something fortunately his father didn't live long enough to tell him well it's not like he was little little that should no. have been yeah, told like think, yeah as soon as he became nothing less than a teenager is say hey, right <laughs> inform the boy but the doctor ends up commandeering the sea devil ship servicing next to Madame Ching's and bringing them all together to stop the sea devils from flipping the Earth's magnetic poles, turning the planet into, well, water world. I thought it was cool when they were looking at the stars, and I'm like, why are the stars changing? What is happening? This is weird. Right. So now we kind of know. Once again, Dan's comedic chops are the funniest part of the episode, from his terrible pirate costume, which was all Yaz's fault, Yes. To- <laughs> Do his repeated snarky asides. He also gets to fight again, though with a sword, not with a frying pan. Jihoon is given the noble sacrifice to save the planet since he's the man out of time. He also killed the chief sea devil, which, holy shnikes, doctor was not happy. Nope. But she can't exactly dwell on it. And before he dies, he bequeaths the treasure to Madame Ching so she can ransom her crew back. She also actually adopts. I guess that's how they adopted back then. <laughs> Yang Ki, yeah. since he's no longer having to guard a statue in a village. And, well, she was responsible for everything going upside down anyway. So, yeah, hey, instead of going back to the lonely village, you can stay here. Which was I nice love, <laughs> Yeah, and I love that he hugs her and he's all happy. I'm thinking, aren't you still ticked off? Your dad's dead. But right. <laughs> I guess everything changes. The Doctor and Yaz get a moment together, which Yaz finally tells the Doctor how she feels, and the Doctor at least remembers River Song exists by mentioning their marriage, which I thought was a little funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> when she's like, oh, you remind me of 
my wife. It's like, what? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) I was a different man then. (laughs) (laughs) What? However, her attempts to talk up how Yaz is one of the greatest people I've ever known and how central she is to their adventures and the doctors wish that this could go on forever. You kind of know that things are going to go awry. This was before they made the official announcement of who's going to be the next doctor, which I do not have that written down. So sorry. Because at the trailer at the end of the episode, it looks like we are getting all sorts of people back and all sorts of people that we may not want. Right. Because we were getting (laughs) Tegan and Ace as part of the celebration to link directly back to Classic Who. It's doubtful Yaz and the Doctor's ending will be little more than the same sort of long glances and words on set. That being said, I would take a team of every living companion as part of the next year's 60th anniversary, and I'm just thinking that would be completely awesome and I have the tingles, but somehow I don't think that's going to really happen, but you never know. Yeah, you never know. Bring back Captain Jack. Yeah. The show at least gives Dan more closure with Di than the open-ended dumping he received, letting him call home so that she can tell him how much she misses him, dropping broad hints that he'll be coming home soon. So, I'm hoping this all happens. Like, we get kind of happy-ish endings, but the preview showed the master, and we all know how well that works out. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I think... Well, at least I'm hoping Dan gets to have his happily ever after would die. I really hope so, because I feel like otherwise he was really more just comic relief. Right. Pretty sure Yaz isn't going to get her happily ever after. I think that's pretty much a given that that's not happening. Right. So, Which I kind of feel bad, though. Yeah, it would be an awful thing to lose Yaz in the last episode just... Oh my gosh. Regenerating. Don't say that. (laughs) But we can keep our fingers crossed that that won't happen. It would not surprise me if it does. Oh man, Steve put it out in the universe, everyone. (laughs) You can send him the hate mail on that one. I didn't say that. Well, we'll go deeper into the vortex. The Sea Devils first appeared 50 years ago in a well received, Ponius 1972 John Pertwee story shot mostly on location on the Hampshire coast, featuring an iconic scene of them walking out of the sea. They returned in a less well-received 1984 Peter Davison story, Warriors of the Deep, where they teamed up with the Silurians and, I kid you not, a creature called the Murka, which was a pantomime horse painted green with some seaweed glued to it. Times and budgets were very different then. (laughs) Obviously. Yes. (laughs) In the extended Doctor Who universe, the proper species name of the Sea Devils has been given in books and audios as either Aquatic Silurians or Reptilia Sapiens. Pick either one. Interesting. (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah. Thirteenth Doctor got to use the Eleventh Doctor's catchphrase of Geronimo as she swung from the pirate ship to pirate ship. That was awesome. I heard that. I was like, wait a minute. Did I (laughs) I actually hear that? I had to stop for a second. At just 47 minutes long, Legends of the Sea Devils is the shortest episode billed as a special since the show was revived in 2005. I thought it felt really short, but I'm like, maybe it's because I was fast-forwarding through commercials. Right. But I'm like, no, this is... Very quick. Right. And if you need more Doctor Who, the BBC launched a new 10-part audio story, Doctor Who Redacted, 
from the pen of Juno Dawson. It tells the story of the Blue Box Files, a paranormal conspiracy podcast about, well, you can guess. It features cameos from Whitaker as well as several other characters reprising their roles. That's awesome. Yeah, that should be I, pretty good. I do want to ask you, though, because I was a little taken aback when she said that the Sea Devils had been there well before humans, but so had Silurians. Yeah. The other ones. And I'm like, wait a second. So the one wants it to be all water and the other one wanted it to be like hot and right. <laughs> like, So I was confused. I'm like, so how come those two aren't fighting over everything then? Right. I didn't know if you knew anything. I just felt like that was kind of odd to me. Right. Yeah, I'm not okay. sure how the Sea Devils managed to eliminate the Silurians, or maybe they're just trapped like the Sea Devils were. <laughs> huh, okay. They just hadn't been released, I don't know. Weirdness. Yep. All right. Do you have some feedback for this episode? Oh, take it away with feedback. All right, our friend Jazz has provided us some feedback, so let's hear what her thoughts are. Hello, this is Jazz with a review for Doctor Who Sea Devils, which was created in 2022 during the time of the COVID-19 plague. I loved Jazz actually dressed Dan up as a proper pirate, knowing that it would not probably go well for him when the Doctor saw him. Which I love because it gave a brother-sister kind of ribbing vibe going on. She was sort of giggling in the background. He's going, what? It was her idea. And he, he wore it well. He did make a very dashing pirate. So it, it was a very good look. And I like the blue outfit that the doctor wore. Of course, it was like, you know, the little chinos with the high water type pants. But it was still very good. I thought the colors were very nice. Yaz was also looking stylish. So I, I thought everybody pulled off the colors great. Doctor Who was actually very impressed with the best female pirate who ruled for a very long time. Her name, I believe, is pronounced Young Yi Sao. And who, of course, we see at first as a bad guy because she destroys boy's uh, village in order to get to a statue and then releases a bad guy of her own. And then we're introduced to another pirate who later we find out is a thousand years old. And he does the same similar horrible things with making his crew jump off the ship. I thought it was great st storytelling and misdirection by the fact that you think they're both bad guys and then in reality turns out to be the sea devil, which makes perfect sense. If you know anything about the history, which Sea Devils, I actually didn't. That was new on me, and, and it was actually a very interesting bad guy. The The costuming was probably very hot, but I uh, liked the fact that the pirates actually turned out to be good guys in their own right. She was actually just trying to get money so that she could save her crew because they're being ransomed. And then the other one was trying to save the crew from the Sea Devil themselves by having them jump off the ship. And then, spoiler alert, he actually commit the ultimate sacrifice by holding the lever so that everybody else could escape, which actually makes a lot of sense, considering by that point he was 100 years old, so that would be a lot of culture shock to deal with. So he, he got lots of props for that. I thought that was a very good plot point. It had a nice beginning, middle, and end. 
it. It tied up most things by the end. It was roughly a happy ending. And they even had, at the very end, the one survivor of the village that Ying Yong Yi Sao actually took onto her crew. And the guy was so excited, he actually gave her a hug. And she smiled, and then she got all, okay, I'm a tough person again. So that was cute. I thought all of that was very well done. Everybody was off most of the time looking pretty good in terms of there weren't that many huge plot holes. I enjoyed the twist and the turns. I liked how Dan tried to get both the Doctor and Yaz to see what he saw and actually said, you really have feelings other than friendship for both of you. And if you'd both just be stop being stubborn, you could see it, which I thought that was well played. He didn't say it like that, of course, but it was essentially the, the implication being the go-between between both of them. I thought the way that Yaz had put it, where she's like, well, it's new to me too. I thought that was well done. Probably, I guess, new for the Doctor in this incarnation. So uh, she was very impressed with Yaz and, and evidently was not very good at dainting because it's been a while. So she took her to the bottom of the ocean as a nice date. Although she didn't tell her they were on a date. Kind of something you need to bring on somebody before the actual event. But she's a little rusty. She has dated before because she's had two wives. Although she was saying, you know, which was news to Yaz. She's like, thought she was the best person she's known, even, you know, after her wife. And she's like, what, a wife? And she's like, well, I was a different man then, which was accurate. <laughs> and a nice part of humor. I personally would have liked them to actually have held hands when they were having a, a chat at the beach. I wouldn't have had a problem with them actually being having a clone like they did with Rose. She got to keep her man. She got a duplicate twin person. The doctor could go off saving the world and another part of him could go off and be with Rose. I don't know why she couldn't have told Yaz her real name. Give her keys to the TARDIS. And then we get to the ending, which will happen in one more episode. It'll just tear out both my hearts because evidently her last words are going to be yes. And then she regenerates. As bad as the doctor saying, I don't want to go. That tears out your heart too. That was just painful all the way around. I'm sure the new doctor will be great and lovely. And he looks like he's done lots of awesome things. But I have a soft spot for this one. I saw Jody on a magazine. For a BBC award, and she's pregnant. So that might also be another reason why she only did the three years, like David Tennant. The doctor knows that time is limited, and she was trying to protect Yaz's heart by saying, hey, can't do anything with anybody. But she doesn't realize that Yaz has already given her her heart, so she's going to be brokenhearted anyways when she leaves. I don't know, why not go out to dinner? Dan says, sometimes you miss your chance. You missed his dinner. Tegan and Ace are actually going to be a part of the following episode, which is very awesome because I thought Teen Tegan was left on an apocalyptic world. Everybody else, all the companions were toast. I'm very pleased to see that Tegan is alive and well on Earth. Sylvester McCoy is going to be at Awesome Con. Ace will not be, but her doctor will be at Awesome Con. So that's kind of, I thoroughly enjoyed the series. I thought it had a lot of humor. It showed a whole bunch of the usual bad guys that you get to see in quite a few newer bad guys. I'm looking forward to seeing what the last episode is, and I will continue to watch the series, of course, with the new one. I think they're going to have whole new companions, and they'll have to deal with the plague and everything else like everybody else. So, great podcast. Thanks very much. This is Jazz. Bye. Thank you, Jazz. Yeah, thanks, Jazz. I think you pretty much just summed up everything. Yeah. <laughs> Even faster than we did. <laughs> and we agree with you that, yeah, it was a very tight 47-minute episode. <laughs>
Yes. Wasn't a and lot of holes, am- and yeah, it was about as awkward as the doctor gets when she hears that Jazz has feelings for her, and <laughs> that was pretty cute. Yeah, I am definitely looking forward to what's going to happen, and I didn't catch that her last words are going to be Yaz, so that already is going to stress me out going into the episode. Right. <laughs> so I think all of us are going to be waited with bated breath to see what's going to happen. And I had no idea because I never watched a whole lot of the classic who. So thank you for telling us about Tegan's group being on a apocalyptic planet. How the heck did they get back? Maybe they'll tell us. Right. So uh, probably the master went back in time and pulled them back. You think the master did? Just to get at the doctor for it. Ah, there's so much stuff. He could be holding both Tegan and Ace. Bring the doctor to him. Oh, geez. (laughs) Can't. This is crazy. Yeah. Well, you know how insane the master is. That's the kind of stuff he does. That's true. That's true. He can dangle in front of the doctor to get it to come to him. This is crazy, but. I'm looking forward to it as well. Jazz, you sounded super excited about what's coming. So Right, and the new doctor, so that's yes. definitely a, a good sign. Yes. So let's hope, I mean, I still wanted Idris Elba, but not like he's not busy with 10,000 projects. I'm super stoked to see what's coming. I don't know if we're going to get that at the very end or if it's going to be at the very beginning of the next series then, or season, right. however you so again, I'm like, uh, I'll be holding on, waiting with everybody else. Yep. How this regeneration is going to turn out. Well, thanks, Jazz, for all of your feedback and through the whole series that we've done. So we totally appreciate you reaching out to us about it. And whew, we want to hear what everybody else thinks as well. So if you want to shoot us your feedback, you can send it to contact us at fangirlzone.com either audio, just written, a little snippet on Twitter if you want, anywhere. We're all over. Go to www.fangirlzone.com. You can check out the contacts page and all the ways to get a hold of us. And while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you listen to us on, because good ratings and reviews help the other fans of the show find us, tell your friends about Doctor Who. Get them involved. You love it. Get them on board. And of course, we hope you're enjoying our podcast. And for this episode of The Pod Doctors... I'm Steve. You really pimped his ride. Do people still say that? And I'm Sean Fangirl-ass. And until next time... There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the family.